Hello everyone, this is Movie Mania. I am your host, Tyler Danes, and let's go down to breaking down some movies. How about that? Uh, forgive me, this whole podcast thing is new to me, but I figure that if I were to talk to people, this would be the best way to do it. So, Frozen 2. It came out of left field. Well, it really didn't come out of left field. People were anticipating this for a while. But for me, it came out of left field because I only ha was anticipating it pretty much from the beginning of 2019. I got a special screening during April of that time in which the animation wasn't fully done, but I got to see the whole story play out. At that time, I liked it. I thought it was fine. I thought it was an okay Disney movie. I had a sort of higher standard set in place, though, when I actually went to go see the full movie. Because, as some of you guys might know, one of my biggest critique of some movies is its animation. You can tell when heart and soul is put into a movie when the animation is extremely detailed. And by this perception of the movie... It is flawless. It is an absolute treat to watch in regards to the animation. The animation flows great. And one of the things I've noticed, though, is that they decided to update almost every single character with more and more refined detail. Every single person is back from the original Frozen 1, and they're here to create Frozen 2 as well. How did I feel about it? It's okay. I thought it was a fine Disney movie, and I thought it was a lot better than a lot of people screaming at the internet were feeling. As for good, the songs. It's always been the songs with Disney, and I'm pretty sure you all know this. From the beginning of time, Disney has been blowing our minds from hit piece to hit piece to hit piece. All these amazing songs getting stuck inside our head. Permanently. And creating a classic form of music. The songs were always, at worse, okay to listen to. My personal favorite was, um, was definitely Into the Unknown, mainly because it kind of tried to create its own Let It Go, and though it's not as iconic as Let It Go, I feel just because Let It Go has been pounded over my head so much up to this point, that it actually is an incredibly fun song to listen to and it's actually heart-wrenching how badly she wants to do it other songs Olaf gets his own song as you might expect and it's just as playful as fun as in summer from the first movie but the biggest change was Kristoff Kristoff had instead of a tune from the original movie he got a full-fledged song it is absolute lunacy and cringe but in the same time, I f love it so much. It's full of just the cheesy early 2000s boy band YouTube videos that you might see everywhere on the internet. I found the lyrics to be catchy, and I do hum it a little while. Um, as for any other songs, there has been a couple that were in the beginning, like the beginning song where it introduces all the main characters again. I thought that was a fun way to kind of rein, reintroduce every single character. And I think it fit the narrative and reintro 
introduce the characters and their personalities just fine. And um, in regards to other things, in regards to that, um, there was another song called um, uh, one. Uh, I don't even remember what it's called, and that's pretty much what you need to know. Anna's in a cave. She's trying to find out. She just lost Olaf. Oh yeah, by the way, um, this podcast is incredibly spoiler filled. So if any of you guys have anything, if you guys have never seen Frozen Two, I recommend watching it before you see this review. Anyway, so Olaf gets dusted like Thanos from Endgame, and Anna is crying and sings this song, and it's a very nice emotional song. It's not memorable, but it feels emotionally powerful in that moment. And to be honest, it's probably the most emotionally powerful in that entire movie. Because unlike Into the Unknown, where it's more catchy and it's more tune-filled, it comes from a very strong character point. And that is where, ultimately, this story struggles. It has no solid story or antagonist. The entire movie up till the very end, you're trying to figure out what exactly they're fighting. And I get that's the mystery behind it, but because there's no urgency, you have what I call the Age of Ultron debacle. It's a scene that is completely worthless. If you've ever seen Age of Ultron, it's a scene where they're in the bar and they're talking and they're having fun. It's pretty much a fan service moment. That is the entire 80% of the first movie, 80% of the beginning of this movie. That's all it is. The last 20% gets to that point and it ends okay, but up to the 80%, you're just hanging around with these characters. They're characters you enjoy and they're characters you love, but in the end, it doesn't give you something new. It doesn't give you something inventive. There was this cool idea of the elements kind of interacting with them and I was kind of cool for that. But the only thing is, these plot points go nowhere, because ultimately you know where it's going. Anna's gonna have to separate from Elsa. Kristoff is being is Kristoff is has is being sidelined because he wants to propose to Anna. Olaf is just hanging out with Anna and everyone else singing those funny jokes and all that sort of thing. But in regards to an antagonist or a story, Frozen 2 really suffers. It lacks a streamline. If any of you guys see Deadman's Chest or and Infinity War, you know what I mean. It's pretty much where there's a central goal and everybody from every perspective is trying to get to that goal. In Deadman's Chest, it is everybody needs to get to the chest. In Infinity War, it is to get to the Infinity Stones. The problem with Frozen 2 is that there's no urgency in the story, period. It's just you hang out with them and something bad might happen later on because all the inhabitants of Arendelle are just hanging out on that little plateau waiting. Hmm. I wonder when they're going to come back. There's no lives and threatened when the, when the water comes down the river to flood Arendelle. There's no one in the city, so no one could die. So there's no risk. All it is is these people going on adventure and hanging out. Which, to be honest, is not that bad of a thing. But if you want a strong, focused movie, this is not it. It has good songs, great animation, the characters are as well as you remember them from the first movie. And to be honest, the jokes do fall flat, but there are a bunch of decent jokes that get in there. Olaf, first of all, 
kind of does a swing and a miss. He has this new thing where he gives out these fun facts and it's supposed to be annoying. And to be honest, I think it's annoying for a little bit. There are a couple of them that got me to chuckle. But overall, the best joke was the reenacting of the entire first movie by Olaf. And if you guys have seen this movie, you know what I'm talking about. As for the whole movie, there's one more issue that absolutely killed me. And it, it's one of those things that I just couldn't stop overlooking. The villain. If you guys decide to cut out at the, at the hour and a half marker, you would not know who the villain is. You would not know who they're fighting. You would not know anything. The whole point of this movie is they're trying to undone a bad thing from the past, but it's only shoehorned in there at the end that the, that the ramp, like, it's kind of like they were creating the, the storyline. The script writers were like, okay, how in the world do we make them want to break the dam? And at the end, they kind of scrapped together this idea that if they were evil, that was a curse. And in order to break the curse, you need to break the dam. And for the most part, it just didn't work. It felt incredibly rushed together. And it just didn't make sense. I guess that's what the nature wants. But it came out of left field so hard. And there's so many, there's so many assumptions that these characters had to make that it's incredibly unrealistic that this could have been the whole point. The whole movie... As a total, it's fun, it's lighthearted, it's a great watch for the whole family. If you're a person who loves a strong story, go watch the first movie, because this is not it for you. I give it a 7 out of 10. The three points it knocks off is because it has no strong, focused story. The villains and antagonists are not there. But as for stuff I loved, the songs, the animation, the jokes, and the character for the most part, I liked it. It's a decent movie. And I really appreciate it that you guys come and listen to me about this. This movie is okay. I think it's fine. I think it does what it needs to do. And I believe that if they're ever going to make a sequel, they will hopefully take what I criticized and hopefully make it better. Thank you for listening to this edition of Movie Mania. Please tune in next time for more theories, movies, and behind-the-scenes works about the movie industry. Thank you so much for listening to. See you later, recruits.